Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backseat Driver podcast. Now, this is episode number two, and today we'll be talking about sort of what's gone on between the Bahrain and Saudi Grand Prix, uh, sort of Mercedes, Ferrari, a little bit of chat about that, and then just preview the, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix itself. So, yeah, let's get into it. Um, well, actually, I think the first point to start, probably is talk about Lance Stroll. He released a video after Bahrain showing his recovery after his biking accident. Um, I think the one word to describe it is, uh, wow. Because, you know, I think Lance, he has his haters, and I think that, you know, you can understand that he doesn't have any pressure on him. He, his seat is guaranteed, basically, because of who his father is. And... You know, you can doubt his ability and he's shown on occasion in the past, in the wet mail mostly, that he does have ability. But, you know, I think that video really showed his dedication because end of the day, he doesn't need to get into that car again as quickly as he did. He doesn't need to recover in the same way he did because he doesn't have the pressure. It's not like he's going to lose his seat if he doesn't perform. So that just showed a lot of dedication and I had a lot of respect for the fact that he tried so hard to get back in the car and it makes his performance even more impressive getting you know p6 ahead of russell it's very impressive and yeah my respect for him hasn't definitely increased since seeing that video and i've, I've got to say like you know clearly he was in a bad state when he was driving the car and the fact that he wasn't that far off fernando in the race and even in qualifying of about half a second is really impressive and I don't think that can be ignored. I think that's that's very admirable. I think obviously, you know, there's a whole thing of, well, is it safe for him to drive? Was it a say good idea? I mean, perhaps not in terms of, you know, I think obviously for most people you shouldn't do something like that. But I mean, there's no, yeah, yeah it's just a lot of respect for that. Like, you know, as an athlete, you know, he's it's, it's not the average human being. He is an athlete at the end of the day. So it's not the same. But yeah. Um, I guess another piece of news in sort of the uh, intervening time was uh, the London Grand Prix. There have been rumours around the sort of Canary Wharf area of having a London Grand Prix. Now, if I'm being honest, I think that's terrible. I don't know what they're thinking. I have no idea because it's, it's, you don't need it. What's the point? We don't want another street track that's just sort of there. It's, it's so pointless and I don't think it would be that good. We have Silverstone. We don't need another Grand Prix in England. Like, England's not a big place, you know. Um, so we, we just don't need another Grand Prix here. Silverstone is fantastic as a track. It's a great... I think it's generally a fantastic track. I think it's probably one of my favourites, although British bias, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think there's no need. And I really hope we don't have that. Because it may have just been a slow news day because it seems to come out every couple of years. Like, oh, look, the London Grand Prix is going to happen. I mean, it never does. And I'm hoping it doesn't because there's just no need. There really isn't a need, especially with another narrow street circuit where no one's going to be able to overtake in these massive and heavy cars. Just no point. Um, yeah, I mean, just... Yeah, and I've seen... What else? There were rumours of... Um, yeah, just more Grand Prix sort of in Europe and stuff. And I'm like, go to Africa. We need an African race, please. Oh my God, we need, we need a few African races. We need a few South, a couple, maybe one or two more South, South American races. We, you know, to claim you're a world championship, you should probably go to everywhere in the world and not just, you know, 
Europe, basically. I mean, you know, obviously I'm not saying it's a European-based sport. I'm not saying fly everyone everywhere. I mean, that's obviously not good for carbon footprint, but I'm just saying if you want to be considered a world championship, find, make some races in everywhere you can. I mean, I've got with Brazil and Mexico. Technically, I mean, Mexico's not really South America, so it doesn't count, but Brazil for South America. But I mean, there's surely other opportunities, Argentina, Chile, somewhere. Anyway, um, that's just another just weird, weird, uh, weird thing that's gone on in the meantime. Um, aside from that, let's talk about the actual sort of F1 related, like team related news. Um, Mercedes. Now, the basically a lot of the chats between the two sort of races, Bahrain and Saudi, have been about Mercedes because they've been really is you know after the race they were taught Toto was particularly like yeah this is we need radical changes to move forward it was very odd because it was like one of those things where it just kind of felt it's very it felt very odd for them to right immediately be like no this is terrible we've made a mistake like one race in and especially on Bahrain which is an outlier in terms of like tire deg and sort of this circuit characteristics it's very much not you know it's not like all the other tracks, all the other tracks don't have the same tire abrasion, which causes such high tire wear. So I don't know where that sort of, it's sort of, but it seemed a very sort of, not knee jerk, but very over the top, not over the top, extreme reaction to one bad race. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, fair. I mean, if you're worried about, if you're worried already, then that's not a good sign. But it's just, it's just, it was very odd. Um, I think as well, you know, the fact that Lewis said that Mercedes didn't listen to him on the car. He's since said, oh, you know, there was a poor choice of words. Maybe it was, but, you know, he's saying, oh, Mercedes didn't listen to me. I know what a car needs and I know what a car doesn't need. And, you know, they didn't really listen to me. I'm like, um, yeah, it's all very weird as also like you know the ultimatum on mike elliott apparently the technical director and this meeting they had to work out their steps forward and stuff and it seems all very sort of extreme and over the top for a one bad race i'm not saying i mean red bull are clearly very fast and mercedes want to be where red bull are so you know maybe it's not it's obviously a knee-jerk reaction i guess but it's 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 a bit weird that it's so it, it just feels so ex- like oh for after one race to be like, no, this is a disaster. Is is, is wow. It, it just feels a bit weird. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess, you know, it's, I've seen a lot of criticism of, of, of Lewis, I think, um, for publicly saying their team didn't listen to him, publicly criticizing his team. Um, and, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I think that it's, it's not really, it's it's fair to say he shouldn't say it in public. I agree. He probably probably wasn't very helpful to say it in public. Um, so I, I see that point. But I also think, you know, he last year we saw he led the team. He drove them forward. He was very positive and he just kept pushing them. And I think, you know, he came across very well last year in terms of like as a leader. And I think obviously after all of that, if he did give them advice, say like, listen, we can't, you know, the car needs to be like, give them, obviously the engineers are going to, you know, they have to translate what he said into actual performance. And clearly they didn't listen to him as much as they should have. Perhaps if he's telling them this car should be, it needs to, is lacking this or needs a little less of that, you know. 
So, and, and you know, engineers are stubborn. I think that's fairly fair to say. Engineers are probably fairly stubborn people. So I feel like that's probably why um, they were so, that's why probably they didn't listen to him as much as they maybe should have. Um, and it's just a bit, I don't know, it just, it, I understand why he's so frustrated. I understand why he, he said it, especially because other drivers criticize their team. I mean, you know, we've seen, you know, on track or off track drivers criticize their team. I mean, Lewis does it on track for sure. Um, but I don't know, it just feels like a very disproportionate level of flack that Lewis is getting. I mean, yeah, yeah. It just, it just feels very, like, it is very odd to me that he's getting way more flack than any other driver. If Max criticized his team, no one would be giving him this, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. It just feels a bit odd that he's getting this much stick for it. Um, I don't think he should needed to say it or should have said it really, but you can forgive someone for being frustrated and annoyed and whatever, feeling the way he feels. So he is a seven-time world champion. He wants to win again. So I don't see why he wouldn't be frustrated, you know? He, he, this is, these are the last years of his career, probably, last four, maybe three or four years of his career. You know, he's going to start eventually starting to not, you know, he's going to eventually start losing something. And I think that's, it's not fair to, you know, it's not fair on him to, you know, I think it's not fair on him to it's not fair on our, of us to criticise him too harshly when he is frustrated and you can kind of understand his frustration um, anyway so um, another thing they did was a bit odd um, Mercedes's fan message to fans like an open letter to the fans again it's like they're in crisis but it's been one race. It, it's very strange. Um, it's, it seems like, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to improve, we're going to push forward, you know, we need you guys, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, understandable that you're, you know, trying to galvanize your fans and stuff. But it's very odd that is after one race having to say this. It feels like very, I mean, they say in the letter, we're not making any P-jerk, need you. <laughs> knee jerk or panicky reaction it does feel a bit knee jerky and a bit panicky but anyway um but yeah I, I mean to be honest i think the main reason as far as i can tell they've done that is i think the final bit of it where they basically talk about criticism and how it should be leveled on social media they say you know there's a right way to criticize and i think that's probably why they wrote the letter you know i think that's i mean i think it, it was a lot of waffle before that to basically and saying you know oh um you know we're going to improve we're going we're to move forward we've got you guys we're going to be fine you know but i think that was really the crux of it is like we've been getting a lot of shit on social media and you guys have been criticizing everyone and every, and a lot of different people and i don't think that we, you should be doing that basically it's just saying that there's a right way to do it and don't just abuse people is basically the point of you know yes things aren't great but we're going to try and get better and you shouldn't abuse someone for it. I think that's what they're trying to get at, but it comes across as a, it come, came across as very strange. Like it wasn't well, very, very well thought out. If they wanted to call out the fan, I guess calling out fans directly doesn't always, it won't always work because the type of fan that's going to criticize them openly and yell at them, you know, if you're a Lewis supporting, you're very frustrated, you're going to get really angry at Mercedes, you know, or, you know, if you're a Max supporting, you just hate Mercedes or if you're any other team supporting, you hate Mercedes or because they used to dominate or whatever, like any other team, anything like that, then, and if you're going to get abuse people on social media, then 
calling you out directly is just going to galvanize you and make you even more angry. Whereas something like that might help, I don't know, appease the, you know, help sort of, I guess it was an attempt to sort of reason with them, I guess, a little bit, as opposed to just calling them out directly because it's slightly less extreme approach, but at the same time, it comes off as in a different kind of way as extreme, like an extreme reaction to a one bad race kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I think is what I think I saw today a little something that they've had a meeting on the Tuesday after Bahrain and they sort of said they found a way forward and stuff. So, you know, maybe Mercedes will improve and they will have a rad. I think they will probably have a radical change of concept. I, again, I really don't, everyone talks about their zero pod idea. I, I don't know if that's really the crux of it. I think they, they do have drag issues, but I think that's clearly not the problem. They're just not producing enough downforce. Um, I don't think that's really, so I don't think the drag is the main issue, although, you know, they need to be more, I think, you know, their car isn't as efficient as like Ferrari or Red Bull, you know, in terms of high, like getting high amounts of downforce for low amounts of drag, basically. Um, but yeah, um, another thing I get, I mean, there was a huge bit of speculation on Lewis's future and he's basically said like, I'm not moving, um, which is fair. Although I, I, I think the speculation, I think Lewis is probably, is not the type of guy to move out of frustration. Um, I mean, you know, 2012, he didn't leave McLaren because they were letting him down, but he didn't, I took a few seasons of that for that, to, for him to really leave, like four years of no championships for him to leave. And, you know, 2012 was, for 2012 was one of those where I think it was even worse because of the fact that he could have been in the championship fight, but wasn't because McLaren let him down. Whereas, like operationally, not with a car, whereas Mercedes, you know, it's a, project of like, okay, we need to develop the car. The car's the problem, not necessarily the fact that they're not getting things right, if you know what I mean. You, if you get what I mean. Um, so yeah, but yeah. So we'll see what happens with Mercedes, but I'm, I'm, I mean, they brought some, um, we'll go into it later, but they brought some upgrades, so we'll see them if they move forward. Um, okay, next, I think we need to talk about something that actually came out just um, on the Friday of the Saturday Grand Prix in the morning. Lewis and Angela Cullen, his sort of, I don't know, physio, I don't know, who, I can't remember exactly what her role is, but basically, like, his, the person that's basically been with him for the last seven years or so, uh, and is basically, they've parted ways, and it's not, it's amicable, it's a case of, um, she's gone on to different things, and it was, I think it was time, maybe time for her to move on, um, but I think... You know, it's clear to, I mean, I think it's going to be very odd because I think Lewis and Angela were a great pairing and I think they had a great friendship. And I think, I can't lie, Angela's been a big part of Lewis's life. I feel like it's a big step. I think it's kind of crazy, actually. It's, it's a very odd thing because it's like weird because it's, you see them together all the time. Like after the race, you know, she's always there handling his stuff and after qualifying, you know, in the garage, he's always there. She they clearly have a great, really great relationship. And I think, you know, he's talked, Lewis has talked about how much Angela means to him and, you know, or, and how much she, he's hel she's helped him. And I think it's going to be like, I don't know how it will affect him. I have a feeling Lewis is very, I think Lewis will be fine, but I think it's just interesting to see how that, where he gets, he, I don't know if he's going to be able to find someone who has that same thing for, with him than, than Angela. Yeah, it's very odd. And, you know, respect to Lewis, you know, Lewis and Angela for both agreeing to, you know, for Angela for, taking the step to move on and like Lewis for basically being like, yeah, that's okay. It's fine. Please do it. And doing so amicably, I think they clearly want the best for each other. I think that's respectable. And yeah, hopefully Angela, you know, successful in the future and hopefully Lewis isn't too affected by it because we all, because if he has a bad, 
because I think Lewis, you know, he at least used to. I mean, we look at he did 2011 when he had his worst season in F1, I think, by far. Um, that was a terrible season for him. And it was because his personal life was a complete mess. His relationship with his family, his, his, he broke up with his partner, everything like that, I think, sort of went wrong for him that year. It was just a terrible year for his personal life. And I think, and I think he's a lot stronger now mentally. So hopefully he won't be as affected. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what what happens from here with that with you know with that um but yeah no um yeah that's just something i just got announced and yeah it's a big change for lewis um there's been a little murmurings at ferrari i think uh you know we've seen fred vasseur has been trying to make some changes but it's been a fairly slow transition but now i think it's getting a bit more extreme um not more extreme um i think we've been seeing like the head of car concept i think is leaving i think at the end of 2023 for McLaren, perhaps, I think. If I'm not wrong, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, we've been seeing, I think, uh, even Lauren Meckes, uh, which is the, who's the racing director, wants to leave. I mean, I think there's a lot of changes. Fred Vester's trying to make a lot of changes because clearly, I think he's he come in from the outside and seen some issues and he's just like, okay, we need to sort these out. Um, which, you know, I think is the right thing to do. I think clearly if there are, there are deep-rooted issues in Ferrari, I think, um, relating to... I think there's just a clearly, I think it comes from in part that, oh, we're Ferrari. You know, we are Ferrari. You know, we, we should be we the right to be winning. Whereas I don't think, you know, any team has a right to be winning. I think teams belong in places, but I don't think they have the right to be there. You know, like um, take, take um, McLaren. I think they belong at the front, but they don't have the right to be at the front. They haven't earned that right again since they lost. They stopped being at the front. Um, Alpine is a great example of a team that I think believes they have the right to be at the front but in my opinion, does not belong on the front. Um, because they keep talking the talk and they keep not walking the walk. I, I have my problems with Alpine. I'll be honest, I have, I have my problems with Alpine. Um, but yeah, no, apparently there's some tension with um, the CEO of Ferrari. I um, can't remember his name, Vin, Vigna or something like that. I can't remember his name exactly. Um, but I think he's probably not very happy with all the changes, etc. So it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a tension. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this sort of reshuffle falls out, plays out. and. Um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Ferrari can make some positive steps because things aren't, it's not been a great start for them, if we're being honest. Um, yeah, we'll talk about some of the, uh, uh, stuff that's going to happen in Saudi as well. Um, so yeah, you know what, what better time to move on to that then? Um, okay, well. Going to Saudi, Saudi Arabia, the uh, the Jeddah Corniche circuit, I believe it's called. Um, well, I mean, from Bahrain to here, it's a lot lower tire deg. The track is not as abrasive. Um, it will be Bahrain's definitely an outlier in that aspect. So it will suit certain teams more than others. I'll, I'll talk about the teams in a sec, but you know, it's a very high speed track. Um, they have made some changes to turns twenty two and twenty three, if I'm not much mistaken, where they've they've tightened it a bit to make it a little bit slower. And yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating to see because again, I think Saudi has been decent races the last couple of years. Um, obviously 2021 with the context of the championship battle and the drama between Lewis and Max, like Jesus Christ. It was a, it, honestly, I remember watching, I was on the train down from um, Edinburgh at the time, I think when it was going on. And I remember just like literally like squealing a little bit and like grabbing onto my mate next to me. And he was just like, Christ, are you okay? And I was like, not really. Um, and then 2022 with that DRS chicken between Max and Charles. Um, I've seen people 
say the Jedi was one of the best races last year? Mm, not sure. It might be, but I'm not sure. I mean, they weren't all. I mean, a lot of the races weren't brilliant last year, so potentially, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, and then sort of, and yeah, I guess some other news coming in, sort of Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren bringing up. Uh, all the teams have some upgrade of some sorts, but I think the main ones that people have talked about is Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren, uh, because Mercedes is uh, sort of, you know, they're sort of trying to, I mean, I guess it's small little things just to move them sort of towards the front. It's very small things. I don't think they're going to make a huge difference. They're just going to point them in the right direction, I guess, for all of them. Um, I think McLaren's hoping to get their big upgrade in Baku and Mercedes in Imola. So I think, you know, there's not much to say that. I think that's just hopefully move them forward a bit because I think they're all a bit disappointed with the way they are um, at the minute. And I think, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Verstappen uh, has a st- had a stomach bug when he's back on track now. Um, saw a brilliant meme on Twitter from Tommy Bellingham, um, who was uh, he <laughs> he was just like you know the Thor meme of like you can't defeat me I know but he can it was like uh, Verstappen you can't defeat me the rest of the grid I know but he can and it's just a stomach bug emerging <laughs> uh, I was also like a, a tummy ache and I don't know it made me laugh yeah it's it's good um, but yeah no uh, I, yeah I don't think it'll make any difference Verstappen's a you know. Hardy boy, you know, he'll be fine. He's been through plenty of trauma in the past with his dad. So don't think a little stomach bug's going to get him down too much. Oh, I hate Max Verstappen's dad, by the way. Cannot stand him. He should not be on the track. He should be in jail. Oh, my God. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I yeah. It, yeah, I have, I, that, I feel like I can write, make an entire video on why I despise Max Verstappen's dad. Probably wouldn't be the longest video I've ever made, but it would be, yeah, I'd, I'd be a lot of very angry swearing because, yeah, he's, he's the, he's, oh, God. Oh, man. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, okay, so let's just, okay, let's, let's just go through the teams, I think, now. Um, okay, let's start at the, the back, I guess, from reverse championship order from last year. Williams. They were good in Bahrain. They were, I guess, I said this in, on the post-race chat we, uh, in episode one of Baxi Driver. They were good. So, you know, I think, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, you know, a high-speed circuit. Williams seem to be very sort of low drag as their philosophy. So I, maybe that will suit them. Maybe they can get some more points. Maybe Logie Sarge, oh, that's a cringe name, um, you know, can, can score some points. And because he did a, he, Made a great case for himself in Bahrain. He his first lap was brilliant. He came twelfth. He wasn't that far off Alex. It's got to be said. He out of all the rookies, he showed the most why he belongs on that F one grid. And I was after he was probably expected to be like a new Latifi, which I never expected him to be. To be honest, I I never thought he would be because I I, I saw I've seen his uni career. I've seen the the context of it, and I think it's brilliant. I think he's really good. I think you know it's 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 you know if Oscar's like. George Russell, then like in tw- the equivalent rookie of George Russell, then I think Logan Sargent is like Lando Norris, the equivalent rookie of Lando Norris. And I think Nick DeFries is kind of like Alex Halon. Um, bit of a weird one. I think Nick, Nick and Alex are fairly different, but because Mix has so much more experience. But it, it's a bit of an odd comparison. But I think, you know, I think Logan has a lot of potential. I think it's really good. And I think Alex will have just continued to perform. And I think there's chance of good points for Williams, especially if, you know, with safety cars and crashes. You never know. It's a good chance. Um, Jed is a crazy circuit you really don't know um, so yeah um, Williams looking alright I think um, 
Yeah, hoping that, you know, they do well. It's always good to see Williams do well. Um, Afatari. Yikes, man. They're not, they're bad. Like, they're just not very good. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it, they've gone from 2021, sometimes being the best of the rest, you know, like, you know, 2021 was Mercedes and Red Bull top two and then best of the rest. Afatari were challenging. They didn't get fifth because Yuki let them down, I think, in that year because it was his rookie season and he just didn't perform. But yeah, they, were, they, they really could have gotten, um, you know, for like got fifth easily that year. They weren't, probably weren't quick enough for third, but they were at times like one up, up there was Mercedes and Ferrari, at least in quality pace. So in two years to now be where they are in terms of like, they're basically at the back. They're slow. They're really slow. They're not quick at all. Um, yeah, they're really not quick. Yeah, it's a bit worrying actually just how they've fallen backwards. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I've seen rumors of them. I mean, you know, Franz Toss have said they're not going to be sold. I think they might be sold, but I don't know who to, maybe Porsche. Um, but yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it's just an odd, odd thing for, for, for them um, at the minute. It's just, it feels fairly, fairly inevitable that they'll be sold, but I don't know what's going on. Um, and yeah, they're just going backwards. Yeah, they just don't look good. Um, and, uh, you know, Nick DeFries, I mean, Yuki did a good job last race. Nick, uh, you know, not a good job. He did an okay job. He, I mean, he, I think he's been doing okay. He's, he's performed decently so far, I think, this year. I think he's, you know, he's done what he needed to do. He's been beating Nick. So I think that's really what he needed to do. Nick didn't have the best time. He qualified, well, he qualified P19 after Gasly lost his time, but he wasn't quick. And he did get P14 in the race and he did get shafted by strategy. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, it's it was very. He was, you know, I said that he'd be the worst rookie. I think last race, and I think I was right. Um, yeah, so not, not, not the, uh, not the best, not the best looking for Alvatore at the minute. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Haas. Again, I don't know what to say. They look in qualifying, they were quick um, in Bahrain, and I think they'll be quick again. You know, Hulkenberg got into Q three. I think. You know, clearly there's some pace in the car. Um, in race pace, they just fell back, though. And I think, too fair, with Hulkenberg, he did have damage, which really affected him and cost him a lot of time. He ended up being very slow. So I think that's probably why he was so screwed in, in, in the race. So I think maybe, you know, let's not judge that too harshly. Um, but um, I think that, you know, I, I don't know, it's a bit of an odd one because I think, you know, the, I think the car in quality is probably going to be better than the race again. And I think, I can see Hulk getting to Q3 again. Um, but I don't know if they'll... I think they'll probably slip back. I don't see that. They're moving forward too much, you know. But yeah, no, definitely not as strong a start as last season when they came fifth in Bahrain, obviously. But yeah, no, I, I think... I don't know. I feel like AlphaTauri and Haas aren't, aren't brilliant, at least in the race. I mean, AlphaTauri was a lot better in the race, to be fair. But Haas wasn't brilliant in the race last time. So I don't really know. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um if it was just like a one-off Bahrain disaster for them. Like maybe their tire deck was really bad and that's why and this race will be better because there's lower tire deck. But yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah, and then we move on to Alfa Romeo. No, Aston Martin. Um, yeah, they'll be quick. I mean, there's no question. They're moving. In. They're, they're in the top four. I think... You know, I think last race was so good for them because of the fact they had no tires. They literally were amazing on their tires. Um, and I think that really helped them. Like, really, really helped them. 
Um, so, you know, in that respect, I think this race won't be as suit them as much because I think the other teams will have a better time. So I think in terms of this race, I mean, they'll probably still do very well, don't get me wrong, but I think this race won't suit them quite as much as um, Bahrain did in terms because of the, the tire wear and race pace, but they should still be up there. And I think, it's you know, it's relatively high downforce in terms of like, it's obviously low, you know, fast circuit, but, you know, in terms of like, the, you know, you need good amounts of downforce. I think the car generates a very good amount of downforce. So I think they should be quick here, but I don't know if they'll, uh, they'll quite, um, they'll quite, uh, you know, get be as fast as they were last weekend relative to the other teams. Um, but yeah, no, Alonso looking great. I mean, there's nothing to really say. He's just been brilliant last this this last last race. And Stroll, hopefully, he'll be even more mended now, so he'll be closer to Alonso than he was last race, and continue to perform. Because I think on straight like I think Bahrain, it was a little bit easier for him to have a broken hand. Whereas this track, yikes, to have a broken hand on this track is terrifying. I think. So hopefully he's a lot better now uh, in the two weeks. So hopefully um, he'll be closer to Alonso and uh, less hand achy, I guess. Um, Alfa Romeo. Um, Bottas best of the rest last race. Unspoken, sort of a bit of a un- underappreciated hero last race. Very good. I was very impressed by Bottas. Um, I mean, he's shown plenty of times he has ability, so it's not really a surprise. It shouldn't really be a surprise. Um, but it always is somehow. Um, yeah, so I guess I think um, I think you know they'll have a decent race again. I think they'll I think they could score points again. I can see that happening. You know, I, again, it's one of those weird things where like, I can't say, oh, Williams with Alpha, oh, all of them will score points. But but I, I I can see definite points on the cards if something if the things go their way. I think they won't be the quickest team, um, but. I think I can see points on the horizon for them. Um, I, I think I've, I have faith in, I mean, Bottas has clearly shown that he still, you know, has a decent amount of talent in him. Uh, I think Joe as well is, 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 you know, a good driver. And I think he will continue to show his worth. I think he's definitely earned that second seat. And I think he'll continue to perform. Although I do think that Porsche is waiting in the wings. So it's a bit of pressure on him, perhaps maybe more than Bottas. I don't know. Um, yeah. So we'll see on that. Um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I, you know, I, I do like Alfa Romeo. Um, they're, they're a, they're, yeah, they're a solid team. And I think, you know, I, I've got, a, I've had a soft spot for them for, you know, they, cause I feel like, you know, Sauber was always a plucky underdog and, you know, 2012 back in the day, they were, they nearly won races. They nearly won a race. And they got a couple of podiums. So it's, 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 um, it'll be good to see them progress, I guess. And with the Audi money coming in, maybe next year, it'll be good. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, I think, I think decent performance on the cards, but I'm not expecting anything special. I think either high end of the bottom half or scraping into the top 10, I think. Um, whether Bottas or Joe gets points, I think that depends. I think it could go either way. I think, I think, I mean, I'd high hope maybe Joe can get a point, but I think Bottas is more likely of the two. Um, yeah. Okay, then we've got um, McLaren. Last race was a stinker. Let's be honest. They were the worst team by a country mile last race. They, you know, Oscar had, Oscar's car fell up. I mean, they, both their cars fell apart, basically. I mean, Oscar had a issue and his steering, he basically had like, um, a, he got blue screened of death, didn't he? And Lando um, just had hydraulic 
the pneumatic system needed pumping. So he had like six stops. He had pit stop practice basically the whole race um, for McLaren. And uh, God, that was bad. That was really bad. It was such a bad race. I can't imagine them doing worse this time though. So that's encouraging. You know, they can't do worse, surely. So yeah, hopefully they uh, can make some inroads on the top tee uh, towards the midfield. I think, you know, that minor upgrades will probably give them a little bit. So I'm hoping they can sort themselves out. I hope they've, the minor upgrade sort of fixed their sort of disintegration issues, issues they've been having. I think this has been an issue for McLaren for ages. They've always had reliability concerns, etc. Especially like, well, no, this was an issue, you know, a while ago. but And it seemed to have sort of been calmed down. They seem to be a bit more reliable, a bit better with it. Now it's like back to that again. Um, and I don't think Oscar got to, got to show what he can do. Um, I don't think Lando got to show what he can do. Um, so there might be pace there. You never know. I, I don't know. I, I don't have much hope. I think we're really going to have to wait till Baku. Because like Daniel said, he needs to be, they need to start the season with a car they're going to bring in Baku. So clearly it's like a, almost like a B-spec car. And so I think maybe, yeah, I think the first three races, we just have to just write them off, I think. I think they won't be as, I think AlphaTauri will be slow. I think Haas might be, even be slower. I don't see them particularly, um, I just don't see them particularly doing anything special this race, but I think they, they just be another race of anonymity, I guess, for them, which is a shame. Um, Alpine. Yeah, last weekend was a bit of a weird one because in qualifying, you know, it just, yeah, they just didn't look very good for like, you know, Gazi got last, which is unlucky to be fair, but and Ocon got P9, and then in the race, they kind of swapped positions, and Gasly got P9, and Ocon got, well, he DNF'd. Yeah, yes, he did DNF, right? Oh, no, wait. Well, well, he got a million penalties, basically. He got a million penalties, which is funny. Um, I mean, it's, it's very harsh. Um, his penalties were very harsh, admittedly. Um, he got, you know, a penalty for speeding by 0.1 of a kilometre an hour. He got a penalty for n- not serving his pit stop, which is the team's problem. Um, and he got penalty for not being in his grid box, which is definitely his fault because that's that's a bit embarrassing. As an F1 driver, you should probably know how to get into your pit box. Um, yeah, so it, not pit box, grid box. Um, yeah, a bit embarrassing that. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. I, I can see them doing better this weekend. I mean, clearly there's pace in the car. Gaz got up to P9. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I. Just don't have that much faith in Alpine. I just don't have much faith. And, you know, I, I just think, I don't know, I just, I can see them, you know, because ah, the midfield's tight, so they, they could go either way. I, I think, yeah, I can see them maybe getting ah, points, but I don't know. I, I don't really favour them to get points for some reason. Yeah, I don't think Alpine will get points. I just, well, no, no. I, 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 I'm not sure if Alpine will get points. They looked decent in the last race and they got good points, but I just think that clearly, you know, the lack of, they didn't show much in winter testing. And I think that wasn't sandbagging. That was just them not showing anything. And I think they were talking about, they, they looked very confident. I just don't think they've produced a car that's good enough to fight for, you know, be quicker than Mercedes or quicker than Aston Martin. So, yeah, I'm not sure if they score points, but because I think there's other contenders. So, it, it, you know, a track like Jeddah could go either way, though. So, there you go. Um, yeah. Um, Ocon, I'm sure, will do better as well this weekend. I don't think he'll get a million penalties. Gazi, I don't think, will get 
you know, I think Gazi will do fine this best with it in qualifying at least than in um, in uh, in Bahrain because I think Bahrain was just a very <laughs> first race. You can forgive him a little bit. Um, sorry. Um, next team, Mercedes. Um, I cannot see them being anywhere, but like. I can't see them being, you know, I can't, I, I don't see Mercedes being quicker than Aston Martin. I don't see them being quicker this weekend. I can see them being better overall, like, because of the fact that there's less tyre wear. And I think, you know, they don't produce as much downforce, which means they have slightly higher tyre wear due to on abrasive circuits like Bahrain. But yeah, I just don't see them being any quicker than. Um, Aston Martin so I, I'm, I'm going to say they'll, they'll do fine but I don't I, it'll be good I think Lewis might be able to ask, ask or stroll um, maybe Russell too but yeah it's just uh, it's, they're not looking very very quick um, overall hopefully maybe the upgrades will help them a bit but yeah I, I'm, I have my doubts whether Mercedes would be quicker than Aston Martin um, yeah uh, I mean yeah Lewis and George not much to say Lewis was good in the last race clearly just he couldn't overtake science even though I think I think he could he could have if but I think he probably could have, but I think, you know, being caught behind the cars for so long, I think he just, his tires got a bit destroyed. And I think, yeah, I just couldn't do it in the end. Uh, George, yeah, he didn't have, you know, you could say, oh, you know, he didn't, you know, after, you know, he wasn't that far off Lewis in the last race. Yeah, but I think George didn't spend as much time sort of battling as Lewis. So I don't know. I don't really feel like, you know, the fact he was behind Stroll as well is, a, is not a good sign for Mercedes. Um, yeah, George, George will do fine. He'll do fine. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he'll beat Lewis. I mean, Lewis last year had a stinker here, but that was because he had very dodgy setup. So, not sure how it'll be this year. But, it'll be, again, it'll be interesting to see. I think Lewis, George could outqualify Lewis. That's fine. But I think in the race, Lewis will have him. Um, Ferrari. Ah. Um, yeah. Charles Leclerc is taking a grid penalty, a 10 place grid penalty in race two out of 23. Which means by the end of the season, at this rate, he'll have, have, he'll have a penalty. He'll have approximately, uh, what, two, 100 places worth, of, 110, 120 places worth of grid penalties. What, what, how? How have Ferrari done this? How have they already killed their season? One race in, and he's already taking a grid penalty? What does he do? What are they doing? Like, I, you know, Ferrari, being a Ferrari fan must genuinely be a form of masochism at this point. Like, you're causing yourself pain by sticking with them. Just stop it. Get some help. Get therapy. Because, oh my God, Ferrari. What is, what are they doing? An engine penalty in the second race. I know, I saw Yuki Tsunoda had that in 2021 or something, or 2022, but, but this is Ferrari. This is a team. They're like, oh. I can't believe the state that they're in, man. It's, it's, the car's quick, and I think they'll be quicker this weekend. I think they'll be closer to Red Bull, but, oh, God, with Charles start having to start further back, it's just harming them. Charles shouldn't be, if Charles was at the front, it would be more of a battle. But because, you know, I know I love Carlos, but he, I don't think he has the pace to beat Max. Or even, like, and may, maybe he can beat, che he probably can beat Checo, but Red Bull's just quicker. So he needs to be, 
a decent amount quicker than Checo. And I don't know if he's that, you know, he's not like tense and tense. He's not like max clear of Checo versus, I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's a disaster. I, I just, hmm. listen, I'm sure that, you know, they may improve races going forward, but to, in the second race to already have a grid penalty is embarrassing. It actually just is embarrassing. I I feel embarrassed. I get I'm getting secondhand embarrassment for Ferrari fans. I don't know what to say. It is bad. Anyway, they'll be fine. They'll be quick. It's just I don't know where Ferrari Charles will finish though. I don't think he'll be finishing on the podium. I don't think he'll be finishing top five. With the good. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I feel sad for Ferrari fans because, yeah, this is a rough situation. I'm sure they'll, you know, I'm sure it's not as bad as people are saying, but it's not a good start, is it? It's just not. <sighs> anyway, clear reliability is still a problem. Oh, my God. Sorry, I just can't. I can't get over it. Anyway, and Red Bull. Uh, I mean, there's not much to say. Verstappen's imperious. Perez is, you know, doing a great job. I think they'll just... They'll they'll win this by about forty years. Um, I, I yes, I think it'll be closer, but at the same time, I just don't. <laughs> at the same time, I'm just there, like, oh, it'll be closer, but that may be just me hoping. Like, I just, I just don't know. I, I think that they'll win quite easily. I think Max will waltz away. I think, you know, George said they'll win every race this year, and I genuinely think that's not even that's fairly possible. The advantage will wane throughout the season because of the cost cap penalty, but. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a fairly inevitable thing that Red Bull will win this race, and it's a shame, you know, because the sport's more exciting. We have a battle at the front, always is. I mean, you can appreciate the midfield and the upper midfield and the front and the sort of the bits behind the first and second place, but you'd rather have a battle for the front when you. That's what makes F one so exciting. Say twenty twenty one, so good because of that. So yeah, it's a shame that we're not going to get a battle at the front. But you know what? Fair play, Max is. An unbelievable driver in an unbelievable car doing unbelievable things. What can you say? Um, yeah. So I think that covers all the teams. So let's just let's talk about the um, pole podium and then talk about best and worst drivers and teams basically. So pole Max Verstappen fairly easy. Couple of tenths. Um, I think Perez will get P two. Uh, Perez. I think Charles could potentially outqualify. Perez, maybe, but I think that with a 10 place, it doesn't matter. So Perez and Carlos, I think, to on you know the grid. Um, podium. I think Verstappen, Perez, and Alonso. I think Alonso, um, Asman, a great race pace. I think they'll continue to show, although the pace won't be as bad, that much better than Ferrari, but I think they'll have uh, have enough. And I think Asman are looking pretty good. So Verstappen, Perez, Alonso. Same podium as um, Bahrain, which could be a theme of this year. You never know. Um, yeah, I don't think I need to explain that really too much. Um, best driver. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Alonso again. I think he'll be great. I think he'll show his class again. No questioning that. I think, yeah, I think Alonso has to be the guy for the best driver. Um, yeah, I don't see any other driver showing anything more than what Alonso can. I think because Verstappen, in terms of expectation, you know, um, you expect him to do well. So, best driver, I mean, he may be imperious, but at the same time, like, you know, it's hard to give him best driver when you don't really, like, he's in a great car. So, it's hard to give him best driver when, you know, he'll be his teammate. It's fairly inevitable. 
So it's like, okay, we can give him best driver, but, you know, if Alonso provides excitement and stuff, you can't not give him best driver. You know. Um, anyway, sidetrack. Worst driver? Um, I'm going to go with... Um, I'd have to go with De Vries again. I went last week, I went with De Vries. Um, but I just, I don't think that Alphatar is quick. And I don't, I, you know, yeah, maybe now that I know that's not the quick, I shouldn't expect him to do very well. But I don't know. I just think that he's, yeah, I, I, with the Alphatar being slow and with Yuki, I think, going to be able to outperform him. I just see him having a bit of a shocker. Um, I don't know if he's ever raced on Jeddah as well. Black play against him. I know he's not raced on Jeddah, yeah. Black play against him a bit. Um, I guess we'll find out, but yeah, not brilliant. Um, and then best team, Red Bull, easy. Um, they're gonna, I think they're gonna win fairly comfortably. Although I think, again, I said, uh, I really hope they don't win so as comfortably as Bahrain because they seem to slow, they turn themselves down in Bahrain, which is worrying. But turn the engines down, turn everything down, like sort of just chilled basically. So let's hope it's not like that, but. Yeah, I think Red Bull, best team. Worst team, I'm going to go with McLaren, I think. I don't see them improving. I think, you know, AlphaTauri will maximize. They won't get points, but they'll maximize roughly what they can do. You know, whether that's 14th or 15th, whatever, they'll maximize that. Whereas I think McLaren will just keep botching stuff. Um, I don't see them improving. Um, yeah, what there was there to say. They're just not performing right now. And I think after Baku, maybe they'll move forward. But right now, sorry, McLaren. You're going to be the worst driver for me. Worst team for me. Okay. Well, I think that, that, that does it. Talked about everything I think I want to talk about. Um, yeah. F2 this weekend. That should be fun. Um, Jeddah F2 is going to be chaos. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Hopefully it'll be fun. Um, I'm probably... I'm considering recording my live reactions to the race. A bit 50-50 though. Because it's like I like to enjoy the race and not have to worry about paying up for the camera I mean I'm fairly animated anyway but yeah I don't know um, some, I guess something to have to think about for myself but yeah I mean I, you know I obviously have a little Monday or um, you know after the race oh, probably Monday I'll probably have a little like do a little backseat driver episode just to talk about the race afterwards so yeah sounds good um, yeah well thank you guys very much for listening and for watching and I will catch you in the next episode of Backseat Driver. Um, thank you. See you in the next video. And cheers.